those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Eccoci qua, eccoci qua, eccoci qua. Welcome everybody. Here we are, Room Tone, the radio show, Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Ruggiero, your host. I just can't wait to head dive right into it, because today, woo, talking more movies today. Please, everybody, take a moment and raise your hands because with me we have co-host Connor Provenzano talking a little bit more and supporting our beautiful conversation with these beautiful ladies uh, enjoying and exploring the world of female voices in filmmaking. Please raise your hands for Caroline Lee and Chaga Hectust. How are you all doing? Hello. <laughs> I'm good. Are you Chaga? I'm good. Hi, Rogero. Good, good. All right. Before we begin this beautiful conversation, I'm going to ask everybody to take a step closer to the mic because we really need to make sure that your voices come through and reach our beautiful audience. All right. I'm really happy to be here. I want to acknowledge this beautiful moment because it's been a process. And Connor, he himself has introduced me to your uh, uh, amazing short film, uh, Caroline, At the Bottom of the Sea, which won Best Short Film at VIF earlier this year. And he said, you definitely have to check out this film. There is nothing like it. It's so special. And I said, wow, okay, I'm going to pin that thought. And then what happened? Here you are on the show. I love it. So first things first, Connor, can you give us a little bit of an idea of what happened between you and this beautiful short film? Right. Well, I had, I had seen um, a post that Sandra Indiani made uh, after she was on your show mm. and Sandra's film was in the same shorts program as yours Caroline mm-hmm. it was the highway to heaven right and um, and she said you know anybody want a free ticket to, to VIF I'm showing my film and, and I messaged immediately I said yeah like <laughs> I'll go to that and um, so I was I'm on my way down to this show to see her film and your film and who do I bump in but Ruggiero on the way <laughs> it was like he met we met at a crossroads just like eh. and Love then it. <laughs> I told him about it and um, yeah, went to see the show, loved it, and you know, I think we saw each other like months later at um, Cineworks actually for an event. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of scared you because I was like, I love your film, and you were like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so. scared. I was really surprised though that you uh, mentioned it. I didn't think, um, hmm. yeah. <laughs> there seems to be yeah. a lot of connections in this community and also it's so beautiful I'm sure there are going to be many more connections popping out in this conversation mm-hmm. and it was a lot of synchronicity there and so many beautiful words about your short film I'm actually very excited to hear if you have any plans in the future to release it to the public but first things first mm-hmm. who is Caroline Lee from Caroline Lee <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm an independent filmmaker and artist um, just uh, emerging, exploring uh, film analog practices right now, and yeah, just emerging in my practice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Look at Caroline, changing mm-hmm. with such so humble. So I humble. love it. I love it. That's <laughs> the way. Wow. And also here in the booth with us is uh, Shaga. Oh my goodness, Shaga! Please, please, please share with the world. What's the story here? Where is Shaga coming from? Please let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Oh, wow, it's a, it's a long uh, story. Um, well, I started uh, 
film studies from back home from Iran when I was in an art school and then I moved to Malaysia to continue my studies uh, and then here I'm in Canada uh, I moved here in 2015 and um, I and Caroline are coming from the same school I'm Likor, and got graduated recently mm. uh, and now I'm working at the Cinematheque as a learning uh, coordinator mm, congratulations on all that we got a lot of different colors in this booth Oh my goodness, I'm so happy, you know, you gotta enjoy the moment, appreciate the moment, even if it's raining out there, you know, it's a rainforest, <laughs> hey Vancouverites, we chose this rainforest, so we gotta live <laughs> with it, we gotta make it happen, wow. Actually, talking about uh, all these changes, you know, we all come from different places in the world, how does it feel to be here in Vancouver? Do you miss home? Christmas time, do you miss family? Um... I do miss my family, but I just came back recently. Oh, okay. But I'm so happy to be here. Mm. I mean, it's Vancouver uh, for me. It's a place to meet people from different countries and share, you know, knowledge and culture. And uh, it's also um, it's getting like more like a film center, uh, which I love. So I know that I'm coming back to what I love. Mm. Yeah, for sure. The love that pushes us through every single struggle. Caroline, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I'm originally from Toronto, actually. So. Yeah, um, not close to family here, but uh, yeah, this is, I feel that Vancouver is becoming more and more of like an analog friendly place, mm, definitely nice. through the introduction of um, Lindsay McIntyre at Emily Carr, who's right. teaching analog practices. It's kind of built a community. Mm. Shout out to Lindsay, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Lindsay. Sure. Shout out to Lindsay, there you go. Because there aren't that many, you know, folks really pioneering that. And Cineworks too, you know, for their mm -hmm. annex facilities and everything, yeah. Mm. And I know that uh, as you speak, Caroline, uh, of course, we got to mention that your film was all shot on film, on analog. And of course, it looks amazing. And there is such a touch to it. And I'd love to ask you if you could talk a little bit more about the process of shooting in film for such a specific story. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, for my grad film, I think uh, Shaga knows this, like everybody was very uh, nervous to mm. make their grad film. They wanted it to be representative of their skills. A lot of people feel that at the end of film school. Um, and I was never really comfortable with uh, analog filmmaking. And that's something that I wanted to leave with, like that skill. So um, Lindsay taught me <laughs> uh, right before I went off to Korea. I was like determined to learn analog and she taught me all my skills and then I went off and um, I had to be conscious of so many things while I was filming just light and concept and so many different things because I didn't have a, a traditional script I didn't have a script at all and I wasn't really mm. sure if I'd be able to capture any images mm -hmm. um, and yeah that's how it turned out and um, yeah analog filmmaking practice from uh, conception to the end it's like you're very much a part of each stage even the film processing and yeah it's <laughs> it's very heavy mm -hmm. very intensive that's mm -hmm. so cool that it was a non-traditional script too you know can you talk a little bit about about that you know and like the, that maybe doubts you had about will this will this go through in an orderly way or you know that can be hard it requires some confidence I think mm. um <laughs> I didn't have any confidence at all, actually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, um, I guess, in I just had, like, a very vague idea of um, wanting to capture scenes in Korea and just emotions and interviews with women and men about um, feminism and their experiences uh, with gender in Korea. And at 
the time, well, it's still going on, but there are protests concerning spy cams and um, just the injustice concerning um, like policing and uh, trials mm. uh, for prosecuting these people who are victimizing these uh, people they catch on on spy cam and washrooms and homes and things like that. Um, so there, there are some images and, and really some overlays throughout the whole show that really, really cut deep to the heart, you know? They just go straight there. And I think that's the power of the image. It's an image that doesn't necessarily point at one thing, mm -hmm. but sh shines the light on something. And you can really watch that film how many times and come with so many ideas. It's like creating a portal to the world of ideas. And that's the power of the film. And that's why it was so successful. And uh, to that also, shout out to VIF for rewarding and, and, and giving the award to this beautiful, brave short film because it could have been so much easier to give the award to other films out there. But this is the one that independent filmmakers need to look up to because this is the way. And Shag, I know that you're a filmmaker as well. Wow, come on, come on, come on. You can't leave us hanging, you gotta let us know. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. Um, me and Caroline uh, were into documentaries uh, um, when we were doing our grad project. And uh, she was planning to go to Korea, I was planning to go to Iran, and um, I started this journey with Arman Kazemi, mm -hmm. who I also uh, organized the MENA F Film Festival together. Mm. Uh, and uh, I was searching uh, more about Iranian Canadian immigrant identity. So I started to like go after um, very, very young uh, individual, um, like female <laughs> individual, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who was just coming here without any family and uh, going to high school all by themselves, mm. uh, which, which could be a little bit scary, you know, coming to Canada um, at the age of like 14 or 15. Mm. And um, all the way to um, a grandma who is like uh, into her 90s and, um, you know, maybe immigrated here 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And uh, I've had a lot of questions for those. And that's why I started my film. It is still ongoing. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> and then I went back home to also um, go interview a bunch of people, go after a bunch of people who are trying to come to Canada and mm. uh, have no imagination. And I mean, they have imagination of like what Canada looks like, but they've never tried it or they've, they've never had a chance to experience living here. And all they can do is just like decide and walk in. And uh, I'm still I'm still going after these people. It's uh, it's unfinished, it, you know. It's documentary. Documentary is all about process, you know. Mm. Right? I love it, Connor. Aren't we lucky to have this beautiful conversation oh, with this emerging uh, female filmmaker just getting and raises the voices out there? It's uh, totally phenomenal, really, yeah. to see the uh, the great work and also the intention because you see the trajectory of the filmmaker. You see the trajectory of the messages, and we need this. We need this, and also as a as a male, you know, who comes from Italy, uh, I'd really like to ask you, how can the local film community support female voices for film? Right. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. What can we do? Let us know. Let us know. We want to help. Wow. That's a really <laughs> tough um, conversation. I don't know if I'm, either of us are experts in it, but um, Shag and I are both women of color, so we can also speak from that angle. Um, hmm creating more opportunities, mentorships, programs um, that support telling stories. Right. Yeah. Um, for example, for my film, uh, I was trying to go after um, female cinematographers, female editors, female um, producers, and I was trying to build my team around that. 
um, it doesn't mean that I was excluding males. It was just trying to like give more opportunities and exposure to to the f- female, um, you know, film communities. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I. This is um, where. My mm-hmm. friendship started with Caroline because um, we are trying to support each other as well mm-hmm. and uh, supporting other, you know, <laughs> female, maybe. Yeah, p- a female uh, non-binary, you know, like trans filmmakers, our peers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We want to support each other and, you know, like having a team of all women or trans or non-binary people, what is that like? Having a, a team of all people of color, what is that like? And mm. how does that affect the process? Mm. Um, that's a fascinating, that's yeah, that's a fascinating uh, uh, concept as well because it really feels like the people who make the film somehow directly impact the way the film is made and so that has an impact on the messages that make it out there. You can start with a script, but how does the script, the script evolve through the process? And I think that that's something that's very relevant at the moment. And it's also a responsibility to become knowledgeable about this process because we as filmmakers and storytellers, we have the responsibility. And we look at the amount of films that are made out there and we're surrounded by, of course, the classical Hollywood uh, superhero movies. We do have some films that actually cut through and there are some really good films made out there as well Uh, but uh, the future is uh, independent filmmakers everything is changing and my question before we take a little break because believe it or not 50 minutes just flew by like that uh, i want to ask every single one of you what do you see for us as independent filmmakers what's our way to get the type of awareness and exposure that those big hollywood films are getting how can we get that what do you think i would reorient that a little bit i would i would more and more I'm thinking in terms of just divesting attention from the stuff that isn't really giving off a message that I feel like is important and putting my attention if attention is a resource that is important in the mm, world mm. towards people's films that are who are people around me who are making really daring work mm. that'll shift things in the in, in the direction it needs to go in and mm. I don't need it to be getting the rec- you know tons of recognition because that might pollute it mm, <laughs> capitalism mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, of course quite a lot there and we're going to leave politics aside at all for now but uh, uh, I'm really curious to hear uh, your thoughts about this Caroline it seems uh, to be a very very hot topic for sure sorry so uh, how do we raise Canadian voices Is that- I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to also hear your thoughts about how can we as independent filmmakers get the films out there and how do we work that mechanism what do you think huh. uh, from my background in I've done a little social media marketing um, for other filmmakers and actually just one. And (laughs) yeah, uh, I think that's very important. Um, I worked with Anne-Marie Fleming, um, who's an amazing uh, local filmmaker, and she uh, funded a lot of her film Window Horses uh, through, what what is it called? Crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's important. Um, How do we get we don't necessarily have the answer, but I see yeah. Shaka's got something there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for example, when Window Horses, we uh, screened Window Horses at Mina Film Festival. Mm. So I, I believe like we are becoming a community and we need to get closer to each other and support each other. And yes. by watching our films, by creating more opportunities for each other. Mm. For example, it, start, it starts from, you know, your radio show to a film festival to, um, to a meeting or or it goes all the way back to how to get grants, mm. how to get all those sources and funding 
and uh, you know, like more meetings, more mm. talking, more conversation. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm, yeah. High five in the booth. Try to do that. <laughs> more, more community. You know, real Love sense it. of community. Right? Yes. Real sense okay. of community, and that's uh, what a beautiful way to wrap up this first section. Because at the end of the day, we are lucky. We have an amazing film community here in Vancouver. So lucky. Mm -hmm. And uh, to keep celebrating uh, female voices here, we only have female artists today. Oh my goodness, this is a beautiful <laughs> suggestion by Arcono Provenzano. So please enjoy. This is Any Way You Want by Linda Dawn. Mamma mia, mamma mia, what a juicy track here on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Ruger, your host, Room Tone Radio Talking Movies, because we love it. It's a pleasure to be here, joined by beautiful, bright minds in the film community. Everybody raise your hands for Caroline Lean, Shaka Hectus, and join me as a co-host today, Connor Provenzano. How was that track? Where did that track take you? Come on, let me know. Let me know. Where did that track take you? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm floating on it. <laughs> Like ah, it's so light, and the the name of the album is First Light, so it's I don't know. This she's mm -hmm. trying to communicate something about lightness. Or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Love it, and uh, it, it's incredible to be here and talk about your award-winning short film, Caroline, and also about your involvement with the Cinematheque Shaga. And I can't wait to actually get into it right now because you've been leading workshops to teach film with different communities across BC. How does that work? Yeah, um, I was so lucky um, when I started to look for jobs maybe two years ago and mm -hmm. then I just walked in uh, to the Cinematech office and I noticed like the whole education department changed to, to have like a new team. And um, 
I should also say that I'm so lucky that, to work with uh, Michael Fontana, mm. another Italian guy. Shout out to Michael camp. Fontana right there. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Shout out, Michael. There you go. If you're listening, hug to you, my man. Hug to you. Yeah. Que <laughs> cognome. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. 100%. Yeah. And uh, this journey continues. Uh, and I just started my full-time job there as a learning as, as a learning coordinator. And what we basically do is running different programs uh, around the city and collaborating with uh, SFU, UB, see other secondary schools um, one of the top program that we do is uh, called uh, in it's called Cine, it's called Cine Lab now but it used to call indie lab before mm. and uh, it's a collaboration between SFU and us um, this is our top program as I said and it's a long-term one which is uh, three weeks two weeks professional filmmaking for youth from like 14 to 19 mm. uh, and then um, we also we are also trying to like uh, create programs for minority group of people, for uh, people of color, uh, for um, people, for like non-binary, um, you know. Love it. W what a wonderful way to really yeah. empower the different communities here in BC and Vancouver. Seems to be even the best way because film is such a powerful tool. And when you hand that opportunity to communities, wow, you just you just really make the magic happen. Yeah, 100%. And I think uh, filmmaking is a great tool uh, to express um, your thoughts, your feelings. And uh, I think it's really important to engage youth and children to understand these tool and the power of filmmaking mm -hmm. because uh, right now I'm uh, we are uh, focusing on uh, smartphone uh, filmmaking workshops and uh, it's it's an easy way to actually like take your phone out shoot edit it in your computer and then just like publish it on your social media we I I, I, I mean me as an independent filmmaker was always struggling to find these tools mm. and uh, find a way to publish my film and I, I think this is uh, this is a great way to teach children that you're actually you you have these you have an access to all these mm -hmm, tools mm -hmm. it's it's not that hard it's not a very difficult Mm -hmm. Very great film. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And there are so many events also at the Cinematheque all the time and, mm -hmm. and you guys really keep the community always so nice and fresh and clean and uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you, you guys have some a bunch of events planned up for the holidays. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Agnes Varda is... Varda. Yeah, Annie Varda, uh, French uh, documentary filmmaker, mm. which is my one of my favorite mm. filmmakers. Same. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. So the opening is actually uh, tonight. And mm. Yeah, so I'll be there. If you if you guys get a chance to come to the Cinematheque, please do. Can't be there, unfortunately, but I will. Yeah. I'll be there on Friday. Yeah, tomorrow. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Cleo What's happening tomorrow? To What's happening tomorrow? Uh, there's a film Cleo from five to seven, which oh. is her second feature, I think. Mm. And supposedly, right. like one of her breakout. Mm. features and I'm really excited to learn of her because I haven't seen a lot of her work so interesting and today what time for our audience out there what time is the uh, the event today I believe it's that it starts at uh, 7 to 9 7 to 9 at the Cinematheque at the, yeah at the Cinematheque yeah. amazing what an amazing opportunity check the website out because I might Make a mistake. <laughs> Sounds good. We're actually, you know, what we're gonna do? We're actually gonna put the website of the Cinema Tech in the description of this podcast as well, just to make sure that uh, people get the voice out there. And uh, I'm actually very curious to hear about your past shows. I know that you've uh, had a really good focus also on artists that have been playing a lot with uh, uh, phone, with phone filmmaking and making films with foam. And right. you know, this is where the shout out to Sean Baker goes to his event yes. with the Florida yeah. Project. Yeah, Tangerine. Tangerine. Yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah. The screening of the Florida Project at the Cinema Tech and yes. uh, making that uh, wonderful film Tangerine uh, just 
just uh, uh, getting it out there through iPhone. Incredible. Uh, you know, how was the event at the Cinematheque? It was great. I was there. I was taking photos of people. And uh, I think uh, I met a lot of uh, young filmmakers. Uh, and Sean Baker was among people. So you, you had a chance to talk to him and uh, mm -hmm. ask your questions after uh, Florida Project. We mm -hmm. had a Q&A with him. And I think it went well, very well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's, that's why I think... Um, smartphone filmmaking is really important now we are we are trying to take it outside of vancouver and you know give that uh send that knowledge to to the youth outside of vancouver if you know to, to those who probably don't have a chance to come and come to vancouver and go back mm -hmm. yeah. but we're just going to tell them that you have this opportunity and use use your voice mm -hmm. say it out loud people would see it yeah, you know. cool. yeah. So cool. having the opportunity to say your own story in your own words and be able to tell stories that you haven't seen in, in mainstream media is very powerful. Mm -hmm. It is, yes. Yeah, it's definitely. probably the most powerful because it's the most necessary at this moment. Mm -hmm. We need that truth and we need to seek that truth and we need to fight as filmmakers to get that truth across. No matter no matter how hard it is, you know, it's, it's part of the process and I think that that's what also gives purpose to us. You know, that's what gives purpose to our process and our trajectory as storytellers. And right. that's where it goes back to, you know, I always start thinking about Socrates and how he used to stand by his word and he sacrificed his life to stand by his words. I think that's the, that's the highest level. Letting go of the ego to let the story that you live to the world live by. I think that's the most powerful statement of all and uh, that's a shout out to all the filmmakers that are going through this process and uh, one of the things that I actually want to give a shout out to is uh, Connor here uh, joining joining us today he actually is, uh, is uh, about to release a film next year called Focus Life that's why he was oh. talking so well about focus and attention earlier and I wonder if uh, you could uh, share with us very quickly what the, what that all is about yeah, well, it's really a film. It's a documentary that has some kind of elements of film essay in this, in the sense that I'm, you know, exploring what it's just an inquiry, and I'm exploring what attention and concentration is, and it's um, you could call it a devotional film because, you know, I'm using that inquiry to really delve into the nature of mind, and all that sounds really lofty, but it really just involves asking people in the streets like, what do you think about attention? And they're saying things like, well. I think nobody has it <laughs> these days, <laughs> and you know they're they're immediately establishing a connection between con concentration and well-being, and it just it it just sort of flowered into this um, exploration of of spirituality as well, and the necessity for focus in in the in that realm of mm. spiritual. And as you said, everything is changing so quickly that the new currency is not money anymore, but it's attention. And so this is a question to all of you as documentary filmmakers. When you go on set, how do you choose where to point the camera and how to channel that attention to the audience? How do you choose that? When you go on set, you step on set, what's going on? What's your routine? How do you approach that? Uh, well, I started filmmaking with photography and uh, I'm, I'm a camera person. Mm. <laughs> and I usually like take uh, the best frame with my camera. Mm. Uh, I just frame it and then let it go. Mm. I'm usually very patient with filmmaking. And uh, I believe that good comes to me. <laughs> so, uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'll set my frame, I let it be. And uh, I was very lucky with every film that I was making because it's, it's a journey and I'm, a, I'm also a backpacker. Mm, so amazing. camera is like my backpack and I'm just walking into the wild and see what's gonna happen. I and love just it. capture it and take my best frame. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, there is a lot of heart in there for sure. Caroline, how about you? How's the process? Uh, I have a <laughs> an English lit background. I studied English, so mm. I think my process is a lot of research, 
Um, like for my film, I just read a lot of Korean literature mm. to kind of situate myself in like the Korean mindset. And um, analog film, it's like you have a very limited amount of film. So you just have to, the, the way that I shot was in bursts. And it's like you just have to be very conscious in the moment and realize, recognize the beauty in the moment and mm. what, it, what could be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Connor is making the signal. <laughs> we have a signal here, you know, when it's good, you're, it's like you're turning this booth into a sauna, you know, so it's good. He was going like this. Oh, my goodness. So much heat yeah, in this room. Uh, definitely, I can see why Connor appreciates your words on that. Yeah, and I think... Um Oh my goodness, Connor! I can see that coming. I can. You have it stuck in the throat, man. You just gotta let it out, man. I can see that love. Let it out, boy. Let it out. Because Connor also shoots uh, his job with film and is really uh, passionate about the idea of shooting with film. Mm -hmm. And so the, the process also of getting to go through the process and seeing the usefulness of that shot or seeing the purpose or even just feeling the purpose of that shot in the moment, it creates a different magic and I think it really comes through in your short film. That every moment and even the overlays and the dynamics that you manage to capture with that film camera really, really, really creates such a beautiful cycle for the, for the viewers to see. Yeah, and I appreciate what you said there about reading too because I, I was talking with a set builder one day who who was complaining to me that he thinks you know young people don't have anything to say and i don't necessarily think you know folks need to be like reading a lot to inform the work but it's nice it's nice that you do because you know he that was one of the things he told me is that you know young people need to just read more read more books mm. you know so they actually have something you know some depth coming through the films and i think that's important you know kind of like a world where i kind of look around me and see a lot of superfice sometimes and and I don't, I'm also, I'm careful not to say that, you know, uh, not to be sort of like uh, elitist about that, but like, yeah, I appreciate it in your work. Mm -hmm. I think it comes through. And uh, that's, a, that's a great point you made there, you know, read more books. And even if I'm talking here, you know, and, and I'm not saying stop listening to this podcast and just go read a book, but, you know, most <laughs> definitely go and take a book because it is a different experience. You know, podcast, you can listen to it while you're cooking or doing other things, which is great. On the other hand, though, how can you focus all your energy on the words written on a page? Because all that energy was in the first place put into writing those words. So you need to pay attention and give the love to those words by putting full attention on that and keep a couple of highlighters on the side. They always uh, make their job useful and uh, uh, they help you fixate those ideas and solidify and crystallize everything in your neuroplasticity. And oh my goodness, people, it's, uh, you know, time is ticking and we're going to take a break uh, soon. But before we do that, I want to ask you all the highlight for 2019 in film. What do you think, Caroline? Oh, oh my God. Pass it to Connor first. <laughs> yeah. Don't pass it to me because I'll just say the highlight was really to see your film. Ooh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Go. I would definitely <laughs> say the same thing. I was, wow. Yes, I was so happy when I heard uh, Caroline's film was in the festival and it won the best short film and at VIF uh, because um, I witnessed um, all, their, all her journey. Uh, we were always on the phone when I was in Iran and she was in Korea. We were trying to support each other and be like, "Just do it. I'm, 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 I'm sure you're gonna do good." And uh, I was just so happy to hear that because I think experimental documentary filmmaking is something that we need to, you know, maybe give more exposure on. Mm, love the sound of that. <laughs> and, and and I think it should be part of the. <laughs> and I think it can be entertaining. It can be informative. You just need to be 
you know, come and support it. Watch yes, it. Watch more yes. experimental film, yes. especially experimental documentaries. Yes, yes, it's <laughs> gonna get there. And, and the genre is gonna push. We're gonna have people push the boundary of that, and I have a couple of ideas about that. And it's really gonna make it easier also for the audience and the the world out there to familiarize with the language of experimental documentary and yeah. hybrid documentary, especially. Yes, definitely. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 okay, go. so highlight of 2019, mm. obviously Shaga, <laughs> Shaga's work too, because I'm so excited for the progress of your film, because um, I know you're still working on it, but then also I'm actually part of um, Emo Collective, Experimental Media Outsiders Collective, so it's a, a collective for BIPOC, um, trans women, uh, queer people, yeah, the, the whole spectrum of people, and it's a local Vancouver uh, collective and so we're just emerging we had a fundraiser recently mm. and we screened a bunch of our experimental analog shorts Beautiful. so that was super ex exciting wow yeah. that's amazing cool. we're gonna have to put the link to that in the description of this podcast mm -hmm. as well on uh, mm -hmm. roomtonradio.com because this is uh, quite a quite a news there i want to actually join one of those events how come i didn't know about that oh my goodness we're gonna work on that <laughs> we gotta work on that i'm uh, pinning that thought uh, that being said, people, oh my goodness, we got to take a break. And right after the break, I'm going to throw something at you. We're going to go through the proof questionnaire. And I'm going to leave it at that. For now, please, let's continue our research and our diving deep into the world of uh, female vocalists here with uh, Linda Don with Arise. Please enjoy this funky tune, and I'll catch you later to wrap up the episode on Room Tone, the radio show. Ciao, ciao. Yeah. 
Da-da-dee-da. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Linda Don again giving us some juicy juice here on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host, Room Tone, the radio show talking movies because we love it. Beautiful Connor Provenzano here is a co-host joining and we have Caroline Lee and Shaga Hexus uh, joining us uh, to chat more about film and independent filmmaking. Now We've talked about your award-winning short film, Caroline. Yes. Uh, just uh, so much love from all the people and the viewers uh, at VIF, winning best short film now. It's your time to ask questions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Shaga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just like the diversity of voices that you showed in your filmmaking, I'm just very curious, like right. what was that interest in showing that diversity because you didn't only just explore the voices of women, but you showed couples and just people with... Um, conflicting politics as well yeah um <clears throat> what i was um trying to do with my film is to capture the reality behind uh each people and respect their opinion and their decisions um if i yeah if we have we don't have just individuals in you know in our community we have couples and uh, I was following couples and even families, even a couple with a young, very, very young child, like mm-hmm. a baby. <laughs> and um, yeah, like Iranian um, people have their own complex stories and they're facing a lot of difficulties, um, maybe even after the revolution. And uh, for me, it was always a question, where are we going? What are we doing? Uh, Why are we taking these decisions? It was a question for myself, like, what is this identity that I'm getting for myself? Mm. And um, what what is this identity after 30 years? What is this identity to a very younger um, person? What is this identity to a person who actually just went back home after leaving, (coughs) sorry, after, after leaving here for maybe like, for a you know for a period mm. of time and they decide to just like go back and mm. uh gave up on their let's say canadian um mm. permanent residency mm. so uh, i was trying to explore that and yes people had different opinions they're still making those decisions you know in every every minute in our mm-hmm. lives you're making decisions mm-hmm. and that's how that's how um we create a personality for ourselves. Yes, and the, the enthusiasm that really transpires when you talk about this, it's, uh, it's uh, such, a, such an energy, such a power. And mm-hmm. please, you got to let us know. For we sure. got to know when this, uh, when this is happening. We got to know more. Yes. Uh, give us the, the title. Give us some more info. Give yeah. us uh, some more details. Sure. Uh, yes, it's called Landed. Uh, mm. I create a short video, which is on my Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go and watch it. But uh, the, the film was shot, and uh, I'm still editing uh, the footage that I've got. Uh, and then I'm still following these people. The, the people that I follow, they are my uh, close friends and they are family members. And uh, I have a close relationship to them. Uh, the couple that I interviewed back home and they had no idea where they're going, they're here. Mm, and I'm so excited wow. to go back to them and be like, what do you think now? <laughs> what a process. Really yeah. looking for landed. Is that La- right? Yes. Perfect. We're going to put the description, uh, the link in the description as well mm-hmm. of this podcast. People need to go, be able to go and watch it and check it out. Sure. And okay. I know that Caroline has some more questions out there. Mm-hmm. And Connor, um, yeah, when you're talking about your film, uh, you were talking about the devotional quality. Can you talk more about that? Ah, yeah, amazing well, the, question. Yeah, it's sort of my jam, but the, the devotional, uh, the idea of, of devotional cinema comes from Nathaniel Dorsky. Who's was an he is an analog filmmaker um, living in San Francisco, and his films are totally silent, 
they're always on analog and um he just makes these beautiful films uh kind of stream of consciousness that i've actually never seen <laughs> but i've read his essay and his theories about it are, are really amazing um he doesn't do digital transfers so it's always inside the inside a theater in a kind of church-like experience so-called mm-hmm. and um the whole idea is to to is that the materiality of of analog and the kind of experience of of watching a film in this way has a transformative effect and i don't think it needs to be particularly digital or uh, analog excuse me i think it could be there's a lot of room for hybridity media hybridity mm-hmm. um and using you know my my sort of sensibility of devotional cinema is just having it be an inquiry and um you know, I'm looking forward to seeing his films whenever he brings one up here. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> there you go, there you go. We're going to pin that thought. And isn't that soothing voice taking you down deep? <laughs> to me, taking me all down deep, all the way to the bottom of the sea? Oh. Because it's time for the Proust questionnaire at <laughs> this time. And uh, we're going to have to mount up those oxygen masks and just go through five questions randomly picked up uh, from the 35 that Proust wrote down, thinking that he could dig down deep all the way to reveal someone's true essence and identity. So... Oh. The first question on the Proust questionnaire for all of us in the room, just shooting it out there. First things first. Oh my goodness, let's go. Let's go deep right away. What is your greatest fear? Oh wow. I told you we're gonna go deep. We're gonna go deep. We're deep. We're right here, right now. Boom. What do you think, Shaga? Um I'm really attached to my friends and family. Mm. And um my grandpa is uh, really old now and struggling with, you know, um, sickness and those sort of stuff and I think missing friends and family um, is is my fear Mm, thank you for sharing that Shag I can definitely resonate with that and the idea of the unknown uh, and the the unknown that express itself in surprises yeah just surprises that's really something i think that's very that resonates with every human being what do you think caroline i see you there uh, lost in the thought <laughs> let's not go too deep please <laughs> uh i guess like shaga poor health mm. poor health um yeah, yeah uh the family community uh global health all very important mm. things mm. and it's sad when we lose those things yeah mm, global yeah. health beautifully put mm, connor uh, yeah i mean you know the 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 fear for me is pretty broad that like we're not going in a good direction yes. as a as a an earth as a mm-hmm. species especially in the effect we're having on other species and you know and then and then also maybe um individually like not living a an, a meaningful life like a life of of really caring mm. for other people you know mm, caring caring and meaning and purpose let's shove it all in there yeah. And I think that there is a crucial difference there, and it's something that I really value, the difference between meaning and purpose. Because meaning is a symbolic value in some way. You know, you can project that onto life. It's your choice. But purpose, Mm. purpose comes from the sky. It's like magnetism. Mm -hmm. If there is a plus and a minus in the world, there is a minus out there in the world that needs to be compensated. And so you are that plus as a human being that was born to compensate for that minus. And I call that purpose. It just showers your soul and like to see how powerful these two concepts are for the way we can lead our lives as storytellers and just taking it out there and this leads to the second question of the Proust questionnaire let's go <laughs> when and where were you happiest mm. Mm. smooth <laughs> question right there what do okay. you think Caroline I see you there smiling you no, gotta have something no, oh, 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 oh. I have no idea I can start <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy when I'm 
on on the move when I'm moving, when mm. I'm doing something, when I'm in the process of doing something, when I'm traveling, when I'm making things, and when I think that I'm actually being useful. Mm. <laughs> That's why I teach. I think like teaching is really important to me because I feel positive by passing my knowledge, even though it's small, but still doing it and mm. give opportunities to people and create a space for you know uh, for dialogue mm, <laughs> and like you. No, no matter how big or small the knowledge that you share is is as long as it's the right piece of the puzzle for the right puzzle you're gonna make huge differences yes. and huge impacts and so it there starts you go. from a conversation exactly from a dialogue. exactly yeah. Yeah, it does and as they say every revolution starts with a joke so there mm. you go that's how it goes <laughs> hey mm. Caroline okay um, my experience is like completely different <laughs> it's doing nothing <laughs> like I had this experience of being in Korea Um, when I was younger and just being in a tea house and just sitting there drinking tea with my family, no talking, not doing anything, and just the atmosphere was so memorable. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Connor. Well, you know, the, the like, kind of easy thing to, be, to say would be like, right now is my happiest moment. But <laughs> no, I mean, you know, there are peak experiences. And when I was working on the film, I had a peak experience of attention at a silent course where the... It's almost it's a bit hard to describe, but mm. it's like the attention was started to burrow into my skin as I was meditating, and then my whole body dissolved into particles and gases, and the mind stopped completely. <laughs> it was utterly silent. And I, this it's a little bit awkward to say these things because you know I don't want to like sort of scare folks, but it was a totally different way of being as like, You know, I could just see that everything was nothing but changing particles and gases. Mm. And it was accompanied by an incredible bliss. Mm. And, you know, of course, it, it stays for some time. And then it, you start coming back to sort of being solidified and everything. But wow. What was the process the to get there? You know? What was the process to get there? This happened probably in the middle of the course. And also, I had done a lot of preparation leading up to that course. You know, so this is part of the film, right? Mm. This, is part of, this is part of the personal exploration that fed back into the film. And... Um, you know, I, I meditated two hours every day. I was practicing yoga, and then when I went into the course, it was like, <clears throat> wow. Every moment that I was not sitting, I was also meditating on breath, and so it kept the mind really sharp, and it just came to a peak. Mm, yeah. Powerful experience. Thank you for that. Wow. And that leads us to the third question, or the first questionnaire. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what would it be? <laughs> All right, let's steer the conversation. Let's change it. Ooh, let's go. What do you think, Shaga? Like, uh, what person do I want to be? Person or a thing? Very or open. Thing? Go oh, for it. From I the heart. I want to be an animal. Nice. Which one? <laughs> Turtle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> of course, of course. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There you go. Love yeah, it. So I can like go inside and come back. Mm. I want. Nice, That's a great nice. one there. Caroline, what do you think? Maybe a bird so I could oh. travel. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I, high five. I resonate with that. High five. Much love to the birds out there. Give us wings. Connor? Oh, my goodness. Connor. I don't know. Uh, I would just be, uh, you know, like a pumpkin. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you that. Wow. I'll, I'll give you that. Excuse Hopefully. You, nobody, was ex well, nobody, nobody was expecting that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I, I, I yeah. wish you not to come to birth during Halloween. But uh, for right. sure, that's, uh, that's <laughs> part of the game. I like it. I like it. No, All right. We're going we're gonna to fly through the next two questions, okay? We're gonna fly through these and uh -huh. just get the get it out of your heart, okay? Let's go. Hmm. Fourth question, first questionnaire. What is your current state of mind? Oh, let's go, let's go. Current state of mind. Come on, people, get it out from the heart. Fluid, fluid, fluid. Reacting Love it. to things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Confusion. 
confusion. Oh. <laughs> Celebration. Ah, thank you, Shaga. You, you got it out of my you got it out of my heart. That's beautiful. That's perfect. And this leads us to the final question of the Proust questionnaire for all of us here. What do you most value in your friends? <laughs> Love it. Mm. What do you most value in your friends? Straight from the heart. Empathy. Mm. Honesty. Mm. Yeah, compassion <laughs> and empathy really is that's a great one. I'd echo that, you know, or like joy, a sense of joy. Mm, mm -hmm. Beautiful. We'll look at that harmony of mmms. I <laughs> love it. That's the way. That's when you know that you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And uh, when you are in that sweet spot, time flies by and it indeed flew by already. 50 oh. minutes. We are just over. <laughs> and we're going to pass the conversation over to the next show right after us. So a big shout out to Giuseppe with Talk Recovery. Great work they're doing there here on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. Before we do that, though, one piece of advice for independent filmmakers out there. Let's go. What do you think, Shaga? Uh, don't ever lose hopes. Mm. You're, if you're in Canada and you're in Vancouver, you're in the right place. You're in a good place. Mm. Um, I, I think I should mention that um, I deeply appreciate being here in Canada and uh, being even a permanent resident of Canada, which mm. just recently happened to me. I'm so excited to be here. And I just noticed and I'm still learning how many opportunities do I have here and uh, how many young people are around me. Mm. And uh, I... I still have hopes. I have a lot of hopes and I think uh, filmmaking is actually becoming sort of easy. You know, you, mm -hmm. have, you have your camera in your pocket, just film whatever you want to film, put it out there, we'll watch it. Beautiful. We'll nice. yes. mm, I get that, 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 that inspiration. Mm, beautiful, Shaga. Thank <laughs> you. Caroline, what do you think? Piece of advice for independent uh, filmmakers out there? Yeah, like Shaga, don't lose hope and I have friends who want to go into filmmaking and don't have a lot of confidence and courage and Uh, lack role models, I guess. And mm. Yeah, um, and it's just like I, I myself didn't have any knowledge, and I just like jumped into it because I loved filmmaking. Didn't feel like I could do it. Um, so just seek a community and go out there and make something. Yes. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. I just want to add something really small into it. Like, believe in yourself. I mm -hmm. think everyone is unique. Everyone has a uniqueness in themselves. Whoever you are, no matter whoever you are, where you're coming from, you're unique. And mm. whatever you capture and show and make, it's unique. Mm. And this is what we want. Well, you can only be yourself because everybody else is taken, right? Yes. Love it. Connor, what do you think? Piece of advice to independent filmmakers. Um, I think examine your motivations mm -hmm. constantly, too, in, in the process of making movie to see what's who's really you know in the depths of of your mind and motivating the the process beautiful so much juicy juice i hear in the episode <laughs> so much love as well turning this booth really into a sauna into a steam room i would say <laughs> it was uh, beautiful to have you all here for uh, this wonderful conversation on uh, room tone the radio show and uh, at this moment we have to wrap it up So the episode is over, and to all of you out there just listening to Co-op Radio, much love to you guys, much love to you. It was a pleasure to have Shaga Hectus, the Caroline Lee, and Connor Provenzano here in the booth talking about film and raising the voices of female filmmakers, because people, we gotta do, and we can do so much more as yeah. a film community here yeah. in Vancouver. Yes, yeah, so, thank you so much, Rajara, for having oh us. Oh my goodness, it it's a pleasure. pleasure. It's yeah. a pleasure, much love to all thank of you, you out there. Please, at this moment, a uh, big shout out to all of you out there listening, and my advice to independent filmmakers out there is, please, enjoy life and life will enjoy you and so please enjoy the vibes of this beautiful track this is Sweet Like by Zillow and I'll catch you next Thursday 11am Room Tone the Radio Show baby Cop Radio 100.5 FM I'm Roger your host always yours enjoy life and life will enjoy you ciao ciao <laughs>
I can't even have it. It's like a candy store. 